Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a lot to get to today. Can't wait. I can't. <laughs> my, I'm all tangly all over my body, and I can't wait to get into it. But first, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Also, don't forget today's show is presented to you by the amazing people over at Sugar Fire in Westminster. I'll tell you more about them in, in a little bit, but I'm excited. I, I, I have no patience today. I don't. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to jump into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> this, I kind of, I appreciate this. I usually don't like it when you hear stories about people suing companies or, you know, celebrities or whatever. But this one I agree with. I do. Fans are suing Madonna for multiple late gigs. She's been showing up to shows extremely late. So this is a quote from the lawsuit. The concerts at the Barclays Center were advertised to start at 8.30 p.m., but Madonna did not take the stage until after 10.30 p.m. on all Three freaking nights. They didn't say freaking, but I did. With most concert attendees leaving the Barclays Center after 1 a.m. That's jacked up. Especially when you think about it, a lot of times the, these concerts are midweek. And if you got a job in the morning, I mean, th that's just jacked up. And it's so inconsiderate. Such a prick move. Be like, I'm going to show up whatever I want. Now, how about this? How about you take care of your fans and make sure that they stay your fans? My God. It's funny because I was talking to my son yesterday. He had um, some school activity that I had to take him to. And we left maybe five minutes early, earlier than we needed to. And we're halfway there, and he's like, oh. We're going to be there early. He's like, we should have just stayed at home for, for a few more minutes. I was like, you need to get in the habit of showing up places early. Not on time and definitely not late. He's like, why can't you show up on time? Because if you show up on time, you're late. <laughs> That's the way you need to look at it. And he doesn't say anything. I said, listen, when you get a job, you don't want to be the guy that always shows up right on time. And you definitely don't want to be the person that shows up late because then it just it's a ripple effect that screws everybody over. And I'm like, so I was explaining, I was like, you show up on time. Yes, technically, you're not late. But what happens is all of a sudden you're just in in your shift. So what you got to get in the habit is is showing up a little bit early, not like crazy amount. But that way you ease into your shift. Okay, that's what you need to do. It's going to benefit you a lot more than being the guy that shows up right on time. I got to be honest. Nobody likes the guy that shows up on time, but nobody, absolutely nobody. I mean, they, they, we wish you dead. No, I'm just kidding. We just wish you harm. We wish you harm if you show up late. <laughs> You're like, you better be in a fucking car accident. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's fucked up. But we all do it, okay? It's just the truth that I'm just throwing out there at you. 
Nobody likes the guy that shows up. And you try to be like all happy and like whatever. We we still it could be 30 minutes later, an hour later, and we're still fucking pissed that you shoot showed up five minutes late. Fucking dick acting like nothing's going on. Jeez. The world does not revolve around you. And just like Madonna, world does not revolve around you. Good for these fans that are suing her. I'm sure they'll get a little bit of pocket change out of it. But hopefully it teaches her a lesson. That it's just like your shit stinks and nobody likes it. <laughs> Come on. Siggy's Dairy, who I guess is known for their Icelandic style yogurt, is giving you a chance to win $10,000. How do you get it? Well, if you can give up your phone for a month, then you could you could get it. So the program is 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 inspired by Dry January and they're accepting applications through January 31st of 2024. They're going to select 10 people for their digital detox and we'll have to those people are going to have to keep their smartphones secured for 1 month in a lockbox provided by Siggy's. That's interesting. I, I, I like this. This is what Siggy said. We believe in the power of living a simpler life with fewer distractions. One of the biggest distractions in our lives today is our phone. In fact, the average person spends 5.4 hours on their phone every single day. Do you agree with that? You know, you can check that on your phone to see how much you're actually on it. And it's not five. Five and a half hours, essentially, is what they're saying. It's not that on a consistent one time. That's like, you know, bits and pieces here and there. You're spending, you're bored, you're you're scrolling through at your lunch break, or when you're supposed to be working, you're scrolling through doing miscellaneous things. It all adds up. So you can go on your phone and I don't know what it's what it's called, but I always I can find it on mine. I always forget how to find it, and part of me doesn't want to look at it <laughs> because I'm always like, ah, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, that five and a half hours, especially me because I work on my phone. I do a lot of show prep. I do a, you know, video editing on my phone. I do all that stuff on my phone. The only thing I use my computer for is to record the, the podcast. That's it. Everything else goes through my phone. So my numbers are really jacked up, but I'm still on my phone. So it's one of those things where you should probably look into it to see what you're actually putting out on a, on a daily basis. Mine will go through. It keeps a, a big log of it. And, and then mine will actually tell me if, if I went over what I did the previous day or under from the previous day. So it, it, it's something that we, we all, I shouldn't say we all, some of you guys are really good about it, about putting your cell phone down when you don't need to be on it and, and just living life and being in the moment. Some of you are really good at that. I have a hard time with that. So this would be a big challenge for me. So they, the, the selected winners who complete the program will receive $10,000 a phone lockbox, a good old-fashioned flip phone with 
a one-month prepaid SIM card and a three-month supply of Siggy's yogurt. I I like everything that you win with the exception of the flip phone because I, I don't need the flip phone. But I guess in the sense, in a sense, I get it because they're, what they're saying is you don't need a phone other than to make phone calls. So I, I get that. The yogurt would be nice because our, our family, uh, my son, my son and my wife really love to eat yogurt. So th- they would love that. And, and the $10,000 wouldn't be bad either. Jeez, I would love that. So th- I'll put this in the description but you just go, if you want to sign up to try this, which, I mean, it'd be really cool if you did, hello.siggies.com. Siggies is spelled S-I-G-G-I-S.com. It doesn't say that you have to be in a certain country or, or whatever. So you go hello.siggies.com slash digital dash detox. If you can do it, that'd be cool. Very cool. You'll just have to listen to the podcast on a computer, not through your phone. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'll support you. And then if anything, we could check in with you. I guess what you do is you have to write a, like a little bit of an essay of why you think this would be good. I, I'm debating signing up for it. I, I might sign up for this because I think that would be cool. I mean, to be honest, I, I, I live by my phone. If I can get the $10,000, it would make up for, you know, the month of not promoting my show, <laughs> I guess. I guess. But I could still promote the show via my computer. I just have to change things around. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Let me know if you're interested in doing that and if you do sign up. And if you get selected, how cool would that be? Very cool. Speaking of cool or cold... The Buffalo Bills allegedly turned off the Chiefs' hot water after Sunday night's game in Buffalo after the Bills lost to the Chiefs. Several players of the Kansas City Chiefs were saying that that they had no hot water and they had to shower in freezing cold weather after playing a game in freezing temperatures. Now, the Buffalo Bills organization, as well as the the company that maintains the stadium, said it's impossible, according to them, because they have multiple tanks for their wa- wa- hot water. That if they if they shut tried to shut off the hot water for the Kansas City locker room, it would it would shut the water off for the Buffalo Bills as well. So they're claiming no. Chiefs are claiming yes. But I think if if you look at this logically, that's an old stadium. They're building a new one. So that's probably what happened. It's just bad pipes. Come on, man. Nobody is that bad of a poor sport that they shut off the fucking hot water. If they did. That would be jacked up, but kind of funny. It would be kind of funny, right? <laughs> You'd be like, come on. Here's what I have a problem with more, more than anything. That I'm still seeing Kansas City players bitch and complain about this. You guys won. Fucking move on. 
Move on. Who cares about the Bills right now? You should be worried about the Ravens, not the fact that you had to take a cold shower. If anything, cold showers are better for you. So if the Buffalo Bills organization, for some reason, shut off the hot water to the Chiefs locker room, you should be thanking them. It actually is good for your brain function and your body. So, man, there. Suck on that one, you big babies. Quit crying. You guys guys cry when you win. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. A good, there is a, I think it's called Limitless with Chris Hemsworth. And I want to say it's on, it's, I can't remember what network it's on. I think it's, it's either Netflix or it's on the Disney, Disney Plus. But it's fascinating. He goes through all the different processes of how you can extend your life. And one of the things is putting yourself in cold conditions. It's actually better for your body and better for your brain function but apparently bad for your relationship because I believe him and his wife are getting divorced. So that's, that's not good. (laughs) I shouldn't have brought that up. That's a dick thing to say, but anyway, it's interesting. It is interesting. Worth a watch. Hey, we got more coming your way, but first sugar fire in Westminster. I tell you guys all the time, legit barbecue is so freaking delicious. They're off 144th in orchard parkway, right next to snooze on the South side of 144th follow them on social media at sugar fire westy every single day chef clint and his crew are always posting amazing entrees along with their special um uh specialty side so every day he has they have uh specialty entrees and they're always so freaking delicious and uh one of my favorites my favorite sandwich that they make it's it's I love their burgers. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm going to go, you know what? Let's not do a burger. Let's do something else. I'm going to go with the Big Muddy. It's on like toasted toasted buns, and they got jalapeno sausage, brisket. They got like a creamy horseradish with a sweet barbecue sauce and a little bit of lettuce. It is so delicious. Just about anything you get there at Sugar Fire in Westminster is just going to make your eyes roll in the back of your head because it's so delicious. They're chef-driven. They want to make sure that each entree that they serve is to perfection. It is. And, and it's just like, I would love for like Chef Ramsey to go in there and, and he'd be like, all right, who's the donkey that's going to make me a sandwich or whatever? <laughs> that's, my, that's my Chef Ramsey impression. But anyway, he'd be like, oh, my God. This is quite delicious. Doesn't sound like him at all. (laughs) But I guarantee you he would love it because they knock it out of the park each and every single day. You got to go check them out. Sugar Fire in Westminster, by far my favorite barbecue place in the state of Colorado. It's family friendly, perfect for a date night. You can even do catering, especially if you got like a family event going on, whether it's a birthday, maybe a wedding. Uh, maybe you even have a meeting at work that you want to make sure it's catered top notch. That's where you check out Sugar Fire in Westminster. Again, they're off 144th and Orchard Parkway, just east of Huron on the south side of 144th. Check them out. Follow them on social media at Sugar Fire Westy. It's Sugar Fire in Westminster reinventing barbecue every single day. 
we we've been talking about those Stanley tumblers that they they really burst back onto the scene. They've been around for a while and they've been pop- popular and all. But like what a month or so ago, some lady her car caught on fire. She had a Stanley tumbler in there with ice in it. What, the firefighters put out the fire. She grabs her Stanley uh, her Stanley cup or Stanley tumbler, whatever you want to call it. She grabs it out of there. There's still ice in it. That's how good of a product it is. And people and they replaced her car, Stanley did, because it was such great promotion, blah, 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 blah. Now, there was a, then like a week, uh, I want to say like a week or two ago, there was another car fire and the Stanley Cup survived, whatever. Okay, so there's a big craze. People were fighting over the new pink, there was like a pink Stanley Cup being revealed at, say, Target or Walmart, and people are fighting over them, and then people are buying them and then selling them again on the secondary market for, like, hundreds of dollars. It's ridiculous. Well, a lady was arrested for allegedly stealing $2,500 worth of Stanley tumblers. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous because the media and social media really kind of created this monster. Yes, it's a good product. I agree. But that being said, I have the Zach. It's my wife bought me this. My wife and kids did for Christmas or Father's Day or something. It it's a it's a mug, a coffee mug, a tumbler type thing. It's Zach Z A K, and I ended up getting my my podcast logo on there. Really, it's awesome. I don't know how it really compares to the Stanley tumblers, but I'll tell you this. I I am notorious for making coffee, putting it in my Zach tumbler, closing the lid, drinking a couple of drinks, leaving it on the counter, doing this at 7 a.m. Then at like 4 o'clock after I go pick up the kids and come back home, I, I look at the counter and I'm like, oh, shit, <laughs> I haven't drank any of the coffee. Open it up, start drinking. It's hot, so it's just as good. I, I mean, in my mind, I'm not. I'm not putting my tumblers through a raging inferno on a regular basis. So, people just need to calm the fuck down when it comes to these Stanley tumblers. It, it's ridiculous. Then it also got me thinking about like. Like stuff that I stole, because this lady stole twenty five hundred dollars worth of these Stanley tumblers, and I'm like thinking back to like when I was a kid. I haven't stolen anything since I was a kid, but I did have my time where I I did those things, and mainly I remember going to the Circle K. I think it was in Broomfield, and I stole dirty magazines with my buddy Bryce. And we would go in there. He ended up stealing, like, I don't know, like 50 magazines. I stole, like, two. (laughs) Something like that. But I also would steal football cards. So, in my mind, that's more acceptable. Now, I get it. I get it. Because, like, Michael on Twitter, I tweeted this story out. And he's like, I don't know, man. You can sell them online and make a ton of money. I get it, Michael. I get it. I can't go around t- selling dirty magazines and 
maybe you could football cards, but it's not as easy, <laughs> right? So I, I just, ugh. hey, listen, in my mind, I'd rather, I'd rather you be doing that. Could you imagine going to jail for stealing these, these coffee mugs? That's ridiculous. How Im- embarrassing. Hey, where's Carol? Well, she can't make it to the barbecue today. Why? Where's she at? Oh, she's in jail. Oh, my God. What'd she do? She stole a bunch of those Stanley tumblers. You know, the ones that can survive a a car fire. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. It does. So ridiculous. Then again, you got people going on online trying to buy these for like 400 bucks. It's stupid. It makes no sense. If you go and buy them at the store, then turn around and sell them, I'm, I guess I'm fine with that. I'm irritated with the buyer in that situation. It's like, how stupid is that? Makes zero sense. But in this case, the, the lady is being a moron and she stole a bunch of them. Don't do that. It's ridiculous. Oh, we got Preacher DeHuff over here? That is correct. While some of you may wish to side with the devil and take what is not yours in the Stanley Tumblr, then try and sell them for a large sum of money. Remember this. If you're going to steal, nudie mags are somewhat of a, more of an acceptable avenue to go. You'll still burn in hell for stealing nudie magazines, but it's more of a slightly too hot sauna with ice cream truck music playing in, on the speakers. Can I get an amen and don't steal the stump the tumblers? <laughs> That's so dumb. I screwed that up. Whatever. <laughs> devil be gone. Be gone, devil. Uh, just how dumb. How dumb to get in trouble for stealing as an adult. And then two, it's like, what did you steal? You stole I stole coffee mugs. <laughs> That's so sad. Why are you in jail then? Like, like, how many did you steal? Uh, $2,500 worth? Oh, my God. Speaking of crazy stuff, the Doomsday Clock update came out this morning. And it, it's, it's kind of trending and it's kind of not. But it, it's interesting. If you don't know what the Doomsday Clock is... It shows us just how close humanity is to suffering global catastrophe caused by ourselves. So the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists, otherwise known as BAS or BAS, the the purpose is to equip the public, policymakers, and scientists with the information needed to reduce man-made threats to our, our existence. The closer we are to midnight, the more at risk we are. Now, Rachel Bronson, she's a a doctor, uh, president uh, and CEO of Bass, said, Earth experienced its hottest year on record, and massive floods, fires, and other disasters have taken root. And lack of action on climate change threatens billions of lives and livelihoods. Preventing future pandemics has proven useful, useful, but it also presents the risk of causing one. And recent advances in uh, recent artificial intelligence raise a variety of questions about how to control a technology that could improve or threaten civilizations in countless ways. 
She said, make no mistake, resetting the clock at 90 seconds to midnight is not an indication that the world is stable. Because last year it was at 90 seconds. This year they said, yeah, we're still at 90 seconds. She says, uh, Bass remains hopeful and inspired in seeing the younger generations leading, uh, leading the charge. Here's what's funny. I, I say funny in regards to this. They say all this stuff, like all this new shit happened in 2023. And, and there's a lot that they didn't even like account for. But they kept it at 90 seconds. That makes no fucking sense to me. At least say 89 seconds to midnight. Come on. That's just weird. Listen, you got to be honest. Whether you believe in climate change or not, I know there's a lot of people that don't. Put that aside. Just just look at the planet. We've got a bunch of morons running things. doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on, okay? you got trigger-happy people on both sides. you got dickheads uh, across the pond everywhere, you know, with nukes and shit. You know, trying to see whose cock's bigger or who's willing to whip theirs out first. That's, that's kind of what contributes to this. Then you got artificial intelligence that everybody's trying to uh, put everywhere. And some of it's good, but some of it is just very questionable. So I get it, what they're trying to say. But that being said, the fact that they stuck at 90 seconds, but then, I don't know. I feel like it, it, they could have said 85 seconds, and, and I would have been fine with that. I, I would have been more, more willing to agree with them in regards to that but i don't know you tell me does it bug you or do you think this is just a a fear thing they're just trying to project fear because i could see that too trying to mm, get their agendas across and what better way is like you know a bunch of people gathering together and be like hey let's just have a clock and then closer we are to midnight, and, you know, people will be freaking out. <laughs> They'll listen to us. Let's get Bill Nye the science guy, and he'll tell us what to do. I don't know. I, listen, at the end of the day, we're, we're fucking up this planet. No matter how you want to look at it, we're fucking it up. It's disgusting. Just take a trip downtown somewhere, wherever you live. We're fucking this place up. There's trash everywhere. I mean... It, it it's just one thing after another stories I've heard from people that used to work over at Rocky flats. That's another thing that just bugs me. If you don't know what Rocky flats is, it's a former nuclear, uh, what did they do? A, a testing facility or whatever here in Colorado that shut down. In, I want to say the late nineties, maybe early two thousand. It's probably late nineties, but anyway, uh, the things that I have heard that they did, and they still ended up building properties out there in the surrounding areas, is pretty fucking scary. And those individuals will not publicly come out and say it based off of fear of retaliation. But there is some wicked shit that went on out there. And just when you look at just the chemicals that they were working with, the the elements that they were working with and how it's in the ground and everybody's just looking past it. Now there's 
all these people. Oh God, it, it's just it's just wild. So that's just like one sliver of all this shit. I have a lot of information on that, and it bugs me. It bugs me because it's starting to affect people I, I know. And they're getting sick from it. And it's fucking horrifying. So it's just, we're, we're, we're just kind of like taking a blind eye to everything. And just be like, whatever, it doesn't affect me. Well, eventually it is because we're, we're so many people are so careless with, with everything. I kind of went down a, a different path than I thought I was with this story. But what I'm saying is, sometimes just take a step back. I don't, I, I know there's a lot of people are that are divided when it comes to certain topics, especially with climate change. I get that. But sometimes just take a fucking step back and look at everything. Don't listen to anybody else. Just look at facts and maybe you don't believe in climate change. That's okay. But look at the other shit. That's a problem. There's a lot of fucking problems. And it, it, it's sad. So, I don't know. It, it's crazy. Sorry, I, I went off on a weird tangent, and I apologize. Oh, what I meant to bring up is that Todd Helton, as of right now, as I'm recording this, let me do a quick search to make sure. I don't know when they're supposed to announce it, if and when he's going to, Todd Helton, former Colorado Rocky, yeah, as of right now, they haven't said anything. But if Todd Helton is, there's a chance that he can make it into the Baseball Hall of Fame, which would be awesome. Very deserving. It's debatable. There's a lot of dickheads when it comes to the baseball writers who are like, oh, well, I don't know. He, they, he played in Colorado and the air's so thin and the ball just traveled further. Shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. But anyway, I just want to share this story. Whether he gets, gets in or not, I don't know. I hope he does. He's a great guy. I know he had some stumbles in his life. We all do. Don't act like we didn't. But I'll tell you, <clears throat> I, I was lucky enough to cover a spring training I don't remember what year it was, but I got a chance with the radio station to go down to Scottsdale and cover Rocky Spring Training, which was really cool. And I got to be honest, I'm not a huge baseball guy anymore. I used to be a long time ago, like growing up. I used to love playing baseball with my friends and stuff like that. But, it, you know, I kind of fell away from it. But I go down to spring training. Great, great experience. It made, me, it made me appreciate the game more. It makes you really kind of fall in love with the game again when, when you kind of fall out of love with it. So I, I'm in the Rockies clubhouse. And the radio station, my boss asked me, he's like, hey, Scott, can you go get liners from some of the players and then send them back to me? I'm like, okay. So what liners are, it's, it's like when you get a player to go, hi, this is Todd Helton. And you're listening to Denver Sports Station, Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Something like that. That's what it would be. So, And there's different variations that my boss had wrote out. So I hand, I go up to Todd, and I was like, hey, Todd, can, can 
you do me a favor and read these and, and I'll send them back to the radio station, something like that. And he's like, sure, sure, sure. But before he said, sure, 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 he takes a deep breath. You could tell that he was kind of hesitant to do it. I'm like, okay, it's kind of weird. Maybe I'm just overthinking it. So he starts doing it and he's having trouble. You could tell he was nervous. I'm like, oh shit, man. This guy who's accomplished so freaking much in his life is really nervous. And it's not because he's like in front of me. <laughs> I know that's what you were thinking. No, no, no. It was because he's a real person. And sometimes people get anxiety about doing something that it, that's not what they normally do. What's his gig? He likes to go hunting and play baseball. He's not somebody that sits there and reads liners for, for radio stations. No, that's, that's out of his comfort zone. Now, I appreciate the, the hell out of him for him trying to do it. And he's stumbling, and he can, he's getting frustrated. And he said, hey, Scott, can I go take your recorder in, in this paper, and can I go in the back and record this by myself, and, and then I'll bring it back to you? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So I let you know somebody take my, my equipment. And he goes and does it, which my boss was mad. He's like, you gave him the equipment because I told him the story. I was like, it's Todd Helton. Dude, if anything, he'll, if he breaks it, they could buy us a better one because the shit you got is just horrible. <laughs> but anyway, so he goes and he records it, comes back like five minutes later. And he's like, here you go. I was like, thanks, man. And I go back and listen to it. And he was still having a, a tough time. And I appreciate it. And, and it's funny because, uh, like, you could look at, at that in a couple of ways. You could be a dick about it and be like, oh, look at him. He can't even read, you know, without f getting flustered. I looked at it as he's a real fucking human being who was stepping outside his comfort zone and was doing something. He wasn't afraid to do it. He just was having, you know, trouble and he just proved that he's more of a human being than I thought you know because sometimes you see these athletes and you put them up on this pedestal and think that they can they don't have any struggles in life and then you then you see that and I was just like man I have so much more respect for him uh, for doing that then what was funny is like a couple days later I'm in the clubhouse I'm hanging out with Brandon Cristal because I got to be honest especially back then I get anxiety around athletes and stuff like that. I, I don't know. It's just I'm not that comfortable in like a locker room setting. It just I don't know what to say. But anyway, so I'm kind of letting Brandon do all the talking. I'm just kind of tagging along with him. And we're we're talking with Todd Helton, and it's funny because. Todd kind of gives me this like weird little look and he's holding a baseball bat. And all of a sudden he, he's kind of holding the bat upside down and it's near the, the barrel of the bat. Then all of a sudden he just kind of lets it slide down. So the, the, the bottom, the butt of the bat is now at the top of his hand. And then he quickly, tugs tugs it back and swings the bat towards my nuts <laughs> and he's like whoop like that and i'm like whoa hey watch it and then he just laughs it gives like a little smirk 
And then, then all of a sudden, like five seconds later, he does it again. I'm like, okay, stop now. <laughs> stop. It's funny. Like he had a good sense of humor. He was a good dude to be around. Uh, like I said, he had some struggles. I get it. But we all have our, make our mistakes in life, and then you move forward. That's kind of what you know. I say at the end of every show is let's continue to move forward. We are going to stumble on shit. We are. But you just got to go, okay, shit. I fucked up. Okay? Let's learn from it. Let's move forward. That's all you can do in life. Life's going to fucking trip you up. But again, I, I've said it a million times. Somebody needs to make it a t-shirt. Life is built upon failures. Success is built upon failures. And that's okay. And he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And I hope he gets in there. We'll see. But that being said, is as much as I believe he should be in the Hall of Fame, I wouldn't doubt if he doesn't get in because of the snobs that are the ones that are voting. And they're just they they they're gonna lean on, well, he was in Colorado, the air's thinner and the ball travels. It's like, come on, man. It's still baseball. And half those games are on the road. So I, I have a hard time with that, with baseball writers being snobs. But if you've ever met one, it's either they're level-headed or they're arrogant, snobby cunts. Sorry, that's the best way to describe some of them. Some of them are normal. <laughs> some of them are. Just like any other industry, though, to be honest. But, man, I hope he gets in. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. Always nice to me, and that's a big, that goes a long way because there's a lot of athletes I've met, and there's a lot more media members I've met that when the camera's on, they're super nice to people, and then when the cameras are off, they're major assholes to people. He was one of the people that was very nice. And sometimes that's a, a rare thing. So it's a... Uh, Good luck to Todd Helton. Hopefully, hopefully by tomorrow's show, I can come on here and say he's a Hall of Famer. Told ya. <laughs> Told ya. But anyway, thank you guys so much for joining this show. Really appreciate it. Hopefully, you laughed a little bit in this episode. Again, don't be afraid to fuck up. Just make sure you learn from it and move forward, okay? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And if somebody wants to constantly bring you, bring you down, kick them in the dick and run. Make that a t-shirt. <laughs> That's not what you were thinking I was going to say. <laughs> like, wait, I, I'm waiting to hear some pretend, you know, I think I know what I'm talking about logic. And then it's just like, kick him in the dick and run. <laughs> you guys have an amazing day. Big thanks to Sugar Fire in Westminster. Have a great day. Let's continue to move forward. I'll talk to you next time.